Amen. Father, we want to thank you for this time as we walk with you through your word. Give us understanding and revelation in the name of Jesus. We pray, Amen. Today, we continue with the live series, you know, live building series. We, we started with the live building series. We talked about planning, and we, we talked about foundation, and we talked about the seven pillars that you need to build your life on. And today, we are talking about fruitfulness. Amen. You know, you do all these things because God wants you to be fruitful. God wants you to be fruitful. It is not the will of God that you just come to this world and you just live and, and you exit just like that. Yesterday, I happened to be in Kumasi and there was a funeral of the mother of uh, Honorable Isaac Osei. And, and it's so very interesting. Amen. One of the sons is my friend. He's a, a minister. One of the executives of NAC. So NAC asked me to go and represent them and I was the and, and the, the it was amazing we had our president Nana Kufuado there we had our president Kufuor as president Kufuor we had um, first lady Nana Kunadu we had almost all the ministers most of them were there and one interesting thing is that this woman had 10 children, 8 boys, and, and some are chiefs, some are politicians, some are pastors, some are businessmen. A very interesting and um, one of the things I learned about this woman, you know, she comes from the Inkumsa family. I mean, they are from Western region, but they got associated with Nkrumah. And one other son was telling us that, you know, Nkrumah used to come to their house. And I think their father also, E.K. say was a politician. And so, he said, when Nkrumah comes, sometimes Nkrumah will be making fun, jokes about Jesus. He will, Nkrumah will shout and say, Choboy, hey, Jesus, hey, Choboy, hey, Jesus. And, and then this woman will point and say, hey, Kwame, be careful. This man, you are making fun of him. You will go and stand before him one day as your judge. And he said, 
Nkrumah became quiet. And from there, he did not play jokes with Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the point that I'm making is that you look at the life of every God expects you to be fruitful. Because if you are not fruitful, it's just like you came to this world and just left. You have no mark. You have nothing to show. Amen. You know, people used to say, oh, um, we came with nothing and we were exit with nothing. It's true. But when you exit, you leave something behind. Amen. And so God wants you to be a fruitful Christian. Heaven is not just about you finding Christ and die and go and be with the Lord. The Bible even talks about, it says, blessed are those who died in Christ. For the Spirit say, they shall rest from their labors and their good works, their works will follow. So it is possible you can die and you have no works following you. Amen. So being fruitful, it is desirable. It's God's own desire for his children. Now let's look at Colossians chapter 1. The book of Colossians chapter 1. We're reading from 9 to 10. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that he might be filled with the knowledge of of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That he might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Be fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. You can never be fruitful Christian unless you increase in the knowledge of God. Without the knowledge of God, you can never be fruitful. And that is why every Sunday and and, and other days, we spend time to teach you the word of God. So that you may be fruitful. Point to somebody and say, you must be fruitful. And it takes spiritual understanding also. According to Colossians 1, 9. 
you need to have spiritual understanding before you could be fruitful. Hallelujah. Now let's look up Luke chapter 13. Luke 13, Jesus. Jesus gave us this parable from verse 6 to 9. He spoke also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? That means that, that the fig tree is occupying the space. And, and it's not bearing fruit. And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also. Say this year also. Till I shall dig about it and dunk it. And if it bear fruit, well, if not, then after that, thou shalt cut it down. Jesus gave this parable to indicate that he expects us to bear fruit all the time. Amen. And fruit bearing should be the desire of every believer. And Jesus is saying that a certain man had a farm and he had a dresser, um, a caretaker of the farm. And there was a fig tree that three years the man came looking for fruit and he could not find one. In fact, fig tree just about last week somebody brought me Fig fruit, and it's very nice. It looks like bread. The fig fruit, when you are eating it, it's like bread. It's like natural bread that there's some seeds in. Very nice. Amen. We don't have it here. You can only find them in Israel. Amen. And the man came looking for fruit for three years and he found nothing. So he decided to cut it down. Then the dresser or the caretaker said, oh, let's um, try to prune it. Let's put some fertilizer around it and see this year. If not, then we'll cut it down. 
You don't have to occupy space without bearing fruit. Whatever you are, whether in your office, you don't just have to occupy table without being productive. Any vocation you find yourself, you may be a fashion designer, you may be a mechanic, a carpenter, you don't just occupy the workshop without being productive. Your manager, your boss, or whoever you are working with expects you to be productive. It's not just about you occupying a space, taking upon yourself a position. The same thing with a minister. If you're a pastor, you're pastoring a church and, and, and the church is not growing. You are only occupying a space. Amen. However, there is a chance for you to grow. Turn to somebody and say, there's a chance. There's a chance. Amen. May God give you another chance. I say, may God give you another chance. Amen. Now, let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 6. Says verse 3. I want you to look at this scripture carefully. And have deep understanding about what the Bible is saying. This God speaking through King Solomon. And that is why you don't have to only occupy a space. You don't have to only leave. But you must be fruitful. Because without you being fruitful, your children cannot benefit from you. Your family cannot benefit from you. Your siblings cannot benefit from you. Your nation cannot benefit from you. Your community cannot benefit from you. There are some people, they have become rehabilitated. Amen. They have become liability in life. Sometimes among our siblings you find some who have become liability. They don't contribute to anything. All that they bring is trouble. All that they bring is debt, indebtedness. All that they bring is trouble. They will not even let you have a peace of mind. So if you are not producing, if you are not being fruitful, you become what? Liability in life. And every day, uh, and me, you know I don't have. 
and me, you know I don't have, and me. God wants you to be fruitful. Now this one, let me read it. I'll read it in King James, and I'll read it in the New King James. If a man beget an hundred children and live many years, so that the days of his year be many, and his soul be not filled with good, and also that he have no barrier, I say that an untimely birth is better than he. Let's go to the New King James. Let's go to the New King James for you to have a better understanding about what the Bible is saying. If a man begets hundred children and lives many years so that the days of his years are many, but his soul is not satisfied with goodness, or indeed he has no barrier, I say that a still Born child is better than he. Now let's look at the verse 4. For he cometh in vanity and departs in darkness. And its name is covered with darkness. The Bible says if a man lives many years and this man give birth Two hundred children may live 70, 80 years, hundred years. And the Bible is saying if this man did not experience good life, say good life, good living. And after his death, I've seen it when I was growing up in my hometown. There are some who die, they will just go and see carpenter, uh, take some white wood. They will not even plane it. They just put the person in and then just go and bury. They sit down a few moments and everybody will scatter and they start going to their farm. The Bible says a stillborn child is better because you came in vanity and you exit. Your name is covered. Nobody knows what you did. It's because that person did not bear fruit. So he died and he was just buried. I remember I was about five years and we heard that there was a certain man. I even still can remember his name. And this man died. And this man was so poor uh, the people even neglected him. And they carried everything. You know, the bear 
and and the pillow. They didn't want it, so they pushed everything in the in the coffin and just buried the man. They just sat down a few minutes. Then, after two weeks, one of uh, his sisters started having dreams. The man would appear to him and say, so if you, 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 you don't love me, so you don't love my money also. Because I have 400 pounds. In those days, one they said 400 pounds in that pillow. And then uh, some of them dismisses oh, <laughs> this one 400. One of one of the vain dreams. No such. Then one of her sister also had a similar dream. Then about and somebody asked a cousin. So the family gathered. I said no. Let's let's go and exhume the body. I remember that I was just about five years. So they went there, exhumed the body, and carefully, when they exhumed the body, everything was so very uh, strong stench. But still, you know, when it comes to money, people have time. So they carefully removed that this thing. You know, the pillow was soaked and, and they carefully look and behold 400 pounds. And you know, the family used it to renovate the family house. Amen. And, and, and they, they, they have to uh, Paul Abation to apologize. Hey, human beings. <laughs> Amen. Now I'm talking about fruit. You know, because they did not see any fruitfulness in the life of that man. So the Bible says, if you live so many years, it is not about how long, but how fruitful you are. How you've affected society. How you've helped people. Amen. Be fruitful. I say be fruitful. I say be fruitful. Amen. Now, some people give excuses. Um, I mean, there's an account adage. Uh, Amen. That means without help, I really want to do something. But I want you to know there's a man called Isaac. Turn with me to Genesis. Isaac, people were fighting with him. Anything this man started, the inhabitants of the place will go and vandalize it. 
They said we would not allow this guy to prosper in our land. Amen. Genesis 26 verse 22 Some people give they give themselves all kinds of excuses. They will say, well, I had no helper. I have no base. And, 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 and the enemy was against me. And everything I did didn't end well. They give all kinds of excuses. I've tried. I've done my best. But there is no excuse. In verse, now let me start from verse 19. Also, Isaac's servant dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen Gara quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Isaac because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well and they quarreled over that one also. So he called its name Satan and he moved from there and dug another well. And they did not quarrel over it. So he called it its name Rehoboth. Because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Put your hands together for the Lord. So what a family people are striving with you, witches are striving with you. I want you to know as a child of God, no matter what the enemy will do, you'll be fruitful. I, no matter what the devil will do against your business, you'll be fruitful. No matter what the enemy will do against your marriage, you'll be fruitful. No matter what the enemy will do against your personality, let the enemy try to sabotage you. But in the name of Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus, you'll be fruitful. You'll be fruitful. You'll be fruitful. You'll be fruitful. Isaac could have said, the langas are giving me trouble so I cannot build. Every land that I bought, the langas will come and fight with me. So, let me leave it. As far as building a house in Accra or in Kumasi, or in, no, I'm finished with it. 
When I retire, I'll go and live in my village. The first time the people came, the land is ours. And the second time they came again, hey, hey, there's a, there's a town in somewhere around Cape Coast. I also would, I, I don't know where it is. It's called Ahanso Woodsy. Either within Western region. Where? Central region. Amen. Ahanso Woodsy. That means something happened. You look at the etymology of the name. It means something happened. Amen. So you don't give yourself an excuse. They strove with him. They tried to prevent him. They used every means, both legal and physical. Isaac prevailed. And God gave him a place. And he called it Rehoboth. You will enter into your Rehoboth very soon. I say you will enter into your Rehoboth very soon. Hallelujah. There was another man. This young man had a dream. Right from his childhood. He was carrying a big dream. His dream was bigger than his brothers. You know, sometimes you live with brothers and sisters who have average dreams. Some want to, uh, uh, if I get a man and marry, and, and then the man will take care of me. But some also, they want to go beyond that. Are you with me? Some have small dreams, little dreams. And me, somebody who will rent a place for me to stay and take care of my children. So, dreams are in sizes. Turn to somebody and say, dreams are in sizes. What is the size of your dream? Hallelujah. But this man, even though he was one of the youngest of his father's 12 sons, he had a big dream. He woke up one night, he said, come and see the dream I had. Oh. I saw the dream that the the moon and the stars they have bowed before me. Hey! What kind of dream is that? You, You don't want to dream according to your size. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, God want big dreamers.
said, well, we went to the field. <laughs> and, and, you know, when they go to field, they will cut a bundle of sheaves, bind them together. He said, but all of your sheaves were falling to my enviness set in. What? What do you mean? So you, you, you mean you're going to rule over us? I'm talking about being fruitful. Then another time, I had a dream. He told the father. The father said, hey, Joseph, you and your dream. So now you mean me, your mother, and all your siblings will all bow to you. Amen. But you look at the schemes of life. God is so wonderful. For instance, if a woman gives birth to a president, though privately, that president can, oh, Kwajo, oh, Kwayoku, Kwame. But in public, Who said, Your Excellency, the President? I'm talking about dreams. And this young man, because he wanted to bear fruit, because every dreamer will surely bear fruit. And it's not an ordinary fruit. So you need to let your dream be bigger. Turn to somebody and say, stop dreaming average dreams. Most especially the young ladies, it's all about marriage or finding a man who loves me. It's not about love. It's about dream. Say it's about the size of your dream. It's not just about it go beyond that. Love. Odoka Krawum, Skaka Krawum, Bibiaka Krawum. Hallelujah. Yes ago there was a young lady who wanted to marry a young guy, and this guy I, I remember in the counseling, this guy had no accommodation. And we talk about it, so let the young man go. And, and the young lady got angry, left the church. sorry. And Amen. I think after about 14 years, the young lady came to me. And with tears, it, it, it was so sad. I said, Pastor, you said it. It's not only about love. 
but it's too late. Amen. So dream the size of your dream. And Joseph was a dreamer. And because of his dream, he wanted to bear certain fruits. The fruit I want to bear is not a common fruit. It's a fruit of extraordinary size. And because of that, his brothers hated him. Do you know that sometimes even among your siblings, I mean some who, the, the, the size of your house, oh, well, why should you worry yourself with all the Oh, me, me, just two by four. I mean, self-contained. One bedroom. I'm okay with it. Hallelujah. Turn to someone and say, have a better dream. You know, there are some people, they don't even have a dream. And I keep on saying, if you don't have a dream, borrow somebody's dream. your friend is doing and you also try to do the same thing. Turn to somebody and say, I have a dream. I have a dream. And they hated Joseph. They sold him to slavery. And in the house of Potiphar, so many things happened. He was finally thrown into prison. You see, if you are a dreamer, it's not all the time your dream will be a straight story. So many things can happen. I said, so many things. There could be ups and downs. But you are still on track. And God will surely bring you to the land of fruitfulness. From prison, he was still bearing fruit with his dreams. The very thing he knew how to do best, he continued. You could be persecuted. You could be... Sometimes people can... They can misunderstand you of your dream. What is all this thing about? Are you the only one? But don't stop dreaming. Because you want to bear fruit. Because you can never be fruitful. Unless you have a dream. Turn with me to Genesis 41 verse 52. Let's see what the man said. 
after so many years, after he's gone through all that, and after he became a prime minister, and after he had a son and gave a name to that son. Now let's read it. Now let me start from verse 51. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. The pain in the father's house. Someday come to a point you need to forget it before you can go to the next level of your life. The hatred from your father's house. The treatment. You need to forget it. You need to leave it from your father's house. If you still hold on to that, you can never get to the next level. Some of us, everything reference. Reference about bad things. Reference about this did to me. Reference about this and that. But Joseph, he was prepared to forget about those things. About his father's house. About his brothers. About his sisters. About all those who connived to destroy him. It got to a point. If you want to bear fruit, you need to forget about what people have done to you. You need to forget about what people have said against you. You need to forget about what people try against you. Anything they tried against you, you need to forget it. You need to forget it. You don't have to carry the pain. And the young man didn't want to carry the pain. He didn't want to carry the pain. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. So he said, for God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. 52. And the name of the second he called Ephraim. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Say, in the land of my affliction. Let me tell you, even in affliction, you can be fruitful. If you know God and you can hook unto God, no matter the enemy will do to you, no matter what the devil will do to you, you can still be fruitful. And you must be fruitful and never allow the devil to stand between you and your dream. Nothing, nothing, nothing that he will try against you should stand. You as a child of God should tell yourself that no matter what, I will be fruitful. I'll be fruitful. I'll be fruitful. No matter what the enemy will do against your business, this should not become the end of your business. You should leave the grieving. You should leave the soul and know that God is taking you to the land of Ephraim. He's taking you from Manasseh to Ephraim. And this is your time. In the land of your affliction. That is where the best is about to happen to you. 
I say in the land of your affliction, in the time of affliction, you should look forward that things are going to change. Uncommon things are going to happen to me. Good things are going to happen to me. And my God, live it. And it does not matter what the enemy will do. I will prosper. I will be fruitful. I will never be stopped. Nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop me. The enemy will try everything. Let him try it. I have a God. I have a God who never fails. I have God who never fails. My strength comes from God. My strength comes from God. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my deliverer. The Lord is my shield. The Lord is my high tower. I will be fruitful. I will not go waste. I will be fruitful. So it's time for you to leave Manasseh. Tell somebody leave Manasseh and go to Ephraim. Leave Manasseh. Manasseh has happened. But it's time to go to Ephraim. And you know this man had a name. He had, he had a prophetic destiny. Turn to somebody and say, you have a prophetic destiny. You have a prophetic destiny. And until you leave Manasseh, you cannot fulfill your prophetic destiny. Hallelujah. Genesis 49:22. Let's look at the prophetic destiny of Joseph. The reason why Joseph needed to leave Manasseh, the land of Manasseh. What happened to him? Because Joseph had a prophet. And let me tell you, if you don't know this, you don't have spiritual understanding about it. You complainer, complainer, complainer. Before you know, Ephraim has passed. Let's read it. Genesis Forty-nine, twenty-two. All of us, let's read any any version you have. Joseph is a fruitful bar, a fruitful bar by well. His branches run over the wall. Twenty-three. The archers have bitterly gripped him, shot at him, hated him, but his bow remained. In strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. 
archers are today known as the snipers. They can hide somewhere with a gun. And then straight. They tried it on Joseph. They wanted to bring him down. They tried it with hatred. They tried it with hatred. They hated him. And then they tried to cut him down. Nothing will cut you down. I said nothing will cut your life down. No witch, no wizard. No orchestration of your opponent or your enemies can bring you down. For you, your bow will remain strong in the arms of the God of Jacob. May God of Jacob uphold you. So they tried to cut him down. But his bow never put your bow down. And, and he says, Joseph is like a fruitful bath. It runs over the wall. You see, some people dream it's just within the house. His brother's dreams were just in the house. But Jacob's dream had to run over the wall. Extension. May you receive extension of your dream. International level. Not local. When I go to my hometown, I'm not a local boy anymore. Hallelujah. I'm not a local boy. Your fruit must run over the walls. Some are producing for local consumption. But you'll be producing for international consumption. I say you'll be producing for international consumption. Your product will be known all over the world. Because you have the God of Jacob as your helper. And nothing can stop you. They will try everything. But you'll prosper. You will prosper in the name of Jesus. The archers will try to kill you. They'll try to hurt you. They will do everything. But your bow will remain strong. Never give up. And don't be afraid. For you shall surely be fruitful. Don't give up. Let's read the last scripture. No matter the size of your land, you'll be fruitful. Isaiah 29, verse 17. Sometimes you don't need big land to be fruitful. Sometimes you don't need 110 ministers to be successful. (laughs) 
Isaiah 29:17 Are you there? It's yet not a very little while till Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field. And the fruitful field be esteemed as a harvest. You are not only going to be a fruitful land, but very soon you are going to become a harvest. Your business will become a harvest. I say your business will become a harvest. It's going to become a forest. Let's read from the King James. This is the new King James. I love. Twenty nine seventeen. Is it not yet very little while? And Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field. And the fruitful field shall be esteemed as a harvest. And the Bible in verse 18 it says, And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. People, what is going to happen? People will hear it. Even the blind, they will see it. I'll continue on this message. This is the first series. Be fruitful. Nothing should stop you. Lift up your hands. Everybody be on your feet and say this words to me. Was. There's a breakthrough in the air. There's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough in the air. It's going to happen to some people. Father, we touch every life here. If anyone is in the land of affliction, we speak the prophetic word of fruitfulness. If anyone 
man is in the land of strife we speak the prophetic word upon the land in the name of Jesus we believe in your word this week does breakthrough there's a breakthrough there is a breakthrough for somebody hey things are going to turn around changed by the spirit of God by the hand of God of Jacob the God of Jacob the sense of wrath are going to be right you that have been forgotten the Lord says I should tell you this is your hour this is your hour Karabasakite, broskite, prakadaya, hey, udimona, udimona, hey.